Hey friend, today I have a special treat for you. I am going to let you listen in on a portion of a coaching call that I did with an amazing mama. Candace is just, she's got such a beautiful heart for her children and for her family, but her circumstance is a little bit unique. They foster babies typically, and so it throws kind of a wrench in what we would think the day should look like. But through this coaching session, we're able to talk that through and realize the amazing blessing and the benefits of having little ones in the home. And what does that look like as she and her family are pouring into these babies and loving them? But then she also needed just some realistic, practical tips on how to homeschool. She's got an eighth grader and a sixth grader. So we talked a bit about that too. So let's jump in and listen, and I think that you're going to find some tips and some tricks and also be encouraged and inspired in your own homeschool journey. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Welcome, Candice, to the podcast and to this coaching session here. I'm excited to chat with you today. I have been looking forward to it. Good, good. I've, I've been looking forward to it, too, since we first started communicating and stuff. So give me a little bit of background, how long you've been homeschooling and the kiddos that are in your household right now. Okay. We have, um, we're going on our fifth year of homeschool. Mm-hmm. Our oldest is 13 going into eighth grade this year, and our youngest is 11 going into sixth grade. We initially had put our, our son in a private school for kindergarten and for first grade, and then we got orders to Japan. Okay. We're a military family and um, got orders to Japan, and our thought was, well, it'll be fine putting him in a Dodea school, a Department of Defense, Defense school, um, because military families have great discipline, the kids will be great. And that was not the case at all. I dropped him and our daughter, who was in kindergarten at that time, off for the day. And on the way home, I just felt the Lord say, you need to homeschool them. You need to pull them out and homeschool them. So I called my husband at work and I said, I feel like I just heard the Lord say that we need to homeschool. I hadn't even been thinking about it. And he said, okay, whatever you want. So wow, (laughs) that's a great response. Great response. So let's see. So 38th grade, 11 is a girl, boy. What's the order of which ones? Yeah. The eighth grader is a boy. Okay. Okay. And the sixth grader is a girl. Okay. So you've been homeschooling ever since then, since you felt the Lord calling you to do so. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that happens with a lot of us. <laughs> that's the, that's the path we take. We start one way and then we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. and you also said, oh, I see a little one there. So you do have a, uh, two, two, two right now, foster children or? No, it's okay. changed since then. We have okay. three. Oh, uh, wow. we have an eight, an 18 month old little boy. 
uh, an 11 month old little girl and her five day old sister. Yes, going to say that little one looks so tiny. Oh, bless your heart. How sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that adds a huge layer and dimension to your homeschool. And that's probably where most of the struggle is for you then. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell sure. me. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that area of struggle that you're, you know, your frustration and what you, what you want of it to be instead. Yeah. Well, um, gosh, I'm a planner. So initially, you know, the first four years that we were homeschooling, I would plan the week, you know, I'd have everything planned and we were good to go and we would check it off as we went and it, it worked out beautifully. And now I'm, I promise you, I have tried so hard to, I, I thought, okay, well on Sunday night, at least I can plan for a week. If I don't plan for the whole year, at least I, or a month, I can plan for a week. And it just, it does not work. So like, for instance, today is Monday. And as of last night, we had nothing planned for today until this evening. And then at, gosh, 930 this morning, a social worker called and said, oh, this one has an appointment in 30 minutes, you know, that I scheduled without asking you. (laughs) Okay. So there's that. And then, um, you know, these two could go home today and they're not packed, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and that just happens all the time. Okay. So did you plan for the week and then, or did you not even have time to plan for the week for the homeschool? No, I didn't even have time to plan for the week because they came on Thursday and Friday. So like the kids took a math test on Friday. That's all we had time for was a math test. We didn't do any of our other things and I haven't even graded it, but now they're in there doing their next day of math work that we went over. I'm sure they did fine on their test. They, they usually get an A, but still, I hate to put them on something new without going over what they did, you know, before. Right. Well, I'm sure you'll get to it. You'll get to look over that and then. You'll just have a bulk, more of a bulk, more of a bigger review or correction time um, if it does, if you don't get to it for a few days. So the constant interruptions that have, it sounds like, I mean, those interruptions are completely out of your control and out of your hands, those types of things. Okay. So are you looking to find some type of consistency or what to do when kind of day after day, those types of things happen? Is that? Yeah. And I've been thinking about how I would articulate my exact problem, our exact problem. And I really can't like the words that come to mind are just like overwhelm and lack of consistency and schedule. And so, I mean, we do have periods weeks at a time where it's good and we can go through everything every day of the week, you know, or most, most days. Um, but during those periods that could last one, two, three weeks, of just craziness, how to stay on track without just feeling so discouraged and feeling like, oh no, I'm failing my children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, sort of thing. I want to remind you that, I mean, the fact that you're home and your arms are open to welcome these children in for a short amount of time is like, it's going to make me teary eyed. Like that is speaking you know, you're making so me cry. much. Yeah. It's speaking so much to your children. You are revealing, um, your heart for people because of God's love for people. And they're able to then see that practically. And what does that look like to be the hands and feet, you know, to be salt and light in the world? You are, you are doing that. Um, so don't, don't diminish, don't diminish that. 
you know, they have this opportunity to be able to, I mean, they're both older. So they have this opportunity to interact with young children and to know how to take care of them. And, um, you know, even if they're not like, even if they're like, I'm not going to change a diaper, they're not into that. You know, they are able then to play with little ones and to know how, that's, that right there are skills that will last some of the rest of their life. They won't be scared of little kids, (laughs) you know, as they get older and they welcome, you know, children to their own homes. So don't, don't diminish those things. And it, and it sounds kind of like from um, the information you sent over beforehand that you guys do a lot of, you know, family stuff and hands-on, you know, life skills. And I think as homeschoolers, we often diminish or don't think so highly of those things. But when we think about like, what do we actually do every day? And what, what do we use every single day? All those things that you're teaching them. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I understand, you know, you're like, well, I want to prepare them for their further education. If they want to go on to college and I want them to have, you know, you can't just go into a college math course. They need to know the basis of that beforehand. And, you know, I don't know what their plans are. And sometimes we don't, we don't know, and they don't know their plans either. (laughs) Tweens and teens, they can change their mind very, very, very much so. So you had met, so I, I know now you have a newborn. So nap time is probably not necessarily something that is consistent. And so I wanted to ask you, what are the subjects that you are not incorporating that you want to incorporate? Okay. So we restructured dramatically this year. Okay. Um, up until last year, we had math, spelling, grammar, history, science, and reading and writing. And we we would always do math and we would almost always do grammar and they could do spelling independently. They would do that this year. Oh my goodness. I've totally switched it up. Um, we're doing our Abeka math, which we love. Um, and then we have a history curriculum, the America, the beautiful, where we are doing our writing, like creative writing, and spelling and grammar almost all together with that. Yes. So it will offer like a writing assignment in there, or I will pull some uh, unique words out of it and write down like five words and say, okay, look, look up these words in the dictionary and use it in proper context, you know, and I want good penmanship. I want good punctuation and grammar. And then that's it. Like (laughs) that's all of it. Um, so that math takes about an hour and then everything else takes about an hour and a half. Okay. Um, so, but so, it, the hour, so the hour and a half is everything else, those couple things that you have doing with your history and okay. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, if we don't get to the history, we're missing all the other stuff before they could do spelling independently, you know, or grammar pretty independently. And now they really can't cause I, I do the history with them. Okay. And then we also, a few times a week, we get to like our, our morning time where we do, they know they have a lot memorized. So we do memorization, like our presidents, our famous paintings, uh, our composers, stuff like that. The fun stuff. During breakfast, we watch World Watch. Um, okay. I, I do think it's important to have a, just an awareness of the goings on in the world. And we, we do talk about um, government and politics quite a lot. And we do a lot of read alouds a lot. Okay. So, so with, it. okay. So with that hour and a half, that includes the history and all the different parts of the English. Is that the part where you're struggling the most? Are you able to yeah. usually get in your math lesson, but then that's the one that's hard to fit in. Okay. Yes. 
And the rest is kind of, you guys just happen to speak organically about it. They watch the, you know, the news clips in the morning, and then you can kind of talk about those things as you go about. So for the history, so is that, um, is that not grass history, the America the Beautiful? Yes. Yes. I'm familiar with it. My kiddos have done that, done a couple of their different programs. So when it comes to that, are you doing the reading to them? Is that what's kind of holding up? Like you do the reading to them and then they work on the assignments. Yes, I do okay. the reading and then um, I, I walk them through the assignments. Um, like we do the math work and the timeline work together. Um, okay. They do the writing. And then I also find, you know, uh, one or two YouTube videos that go along with it just to kind of bring it to life. So that would encompass your hour and a half then every day. So you're having trouble getting that in. Yeah. So a possibility, I'm just going to give you a couple of different ideas. Possibility is if you're like, I, I can't, you know, an hour and a half is really hard. I mean, today maybe, or the day, you know, when you get a new baby coming or there's an appointment or something, then, you know, it might need to be scrapped completely, or you might be able to, might be able to break it up into days. You will, you will not get as far in the curriculum this year. And I think usually um, that uh, curriculum usually has like two hardcover books, probably right. Two textbooks. Yeah possibly make it your goal to get through the one this year instead of saying getting through the two because it can be it I'm very familiar with it and if you don't do it every single day you are you know you're kind of behind maybe day one um, you can kind of treat it a little bit like a loop schedule are you familiar with loop schedules no so like a loop schedule let me give an example of a loop schedule during morning time so sometimes during morning time you had mentioned you know a poetry and memorization um, read alouds maybe, You'd want to do history or science. You're like, okay, that's five subjects that I want to cover during morning time in one hour. That's a lot to do. You can kind of set them on a schedule. You might say, well, I, I right now this year, history is really important to us and the poetry is really important. So we're going to do those maybe every day, but the memorization or I'm just making this all up, <laughs> um, the science and yeah. um, I don't know, whatever third one or something is, um, isn't as important. So on day one, we'll make sure we'll do the most important ones, the ones that we will do every single day. And then we're going to loop the other three of them. So the first one you would do on day one, day two, you would do the second one. And day three, you would do the third one. No matter if that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or if it's Monday and then Tuesday, you don't get to it. And then, well, then you do day two on Wednesday, as opposed to saying, because a lot of times as homeschool, we'll say every Monday, we're going to do this. Every Tuesday, we're going to do this and every Wednesday. And then what happens? Like something comes up every Monday or something or every Wednesday. And we end up missing something that we really wanted to do because every Monday and Wednesday gets a little out of control. I'm telling you that so that I can tell you of the history. Maybe day one is you read it to them and just make one little uh, assignment. You could say, hey, we're having a really good day. You know, babies are all sleeping and you can just push through and then just adjust the next day. Day two could be when you work on the English and the writing and the spelling. Day three could be the uh, the videos. Or you could flip that around if maybe day one, you don't get a chance to read it. Things have kind of gotten haywire. They watch the YouTube videos those days because they can just watch them. You can put them on and you're kind of around, but you're rocking babies or something like that. And they can still take that in and say, we're going to do the reading then tomorrow for that lesson. So that would be one possibility so okay. that, you know, if you're having a hard time fitting in an entire hour and a half each day, which I get, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's a big bulk of a chunk of time when you have little ones too. Does that sound like something that's a Yeah, that's a great idea. It does. I think, you know, I don't know what type it is, but my personality that just feels like I'm a quitter, <laughs> <laughs> I'm quitting halfway yeah. through, but 
I mean, that's actually, it's actually good because, you know, you're learning about it on one day and on the second day you're relearning it, you know, so they're committing it to memory. So I can see why that would be valuable because at, at this rate, we're learning it so quickly that if we go back, it's, it's difficult to remember all of the terms and people groups because there's just so much information. So yeah, I like that. We'll try it. And it really is kind of diving a bit more in depth. And then as you talk about it for maybe two, three days, you know, conversations with dad at uh, dinner time, you know, what, what they've learned, it really does sink in and they understand. And I don't want to say commit to memory, but it's, it's in there. It's built upon, you're building upon it as opposed to just trying to plow through because I know right. that that curriculum has, has a lot. I know there's a lot of lessons in there instead of plowing yeah. through. Um, it can also a way to kind of save on the budget. If that's a you know concern or anything is to save on the budget and you already have your history for next year. You're just going to do part two next year. Nobody says you have to get through the entire history of the United States in one school year. You can slow down and take it just a little bites here at time, as opposed to just, you know, each day doing like huge bites of it and then just moving on to the next one. Okay. Yeah. And that's something you could do also with your, with your morning time stuff too. If you're like, like, you know, there's four different books I want to read to them at the same time. Well, that's, you know, that's a lot. And that could take a a large chunk of time. If you don't have that, let's just do two. And then tomorrow we'll do the next two and then we'll do the next two. Or you could say you could break things up as far as quarters for something like more time. You know, this quarter, we're going to focus on this certain area and then get to, you know, that might be or our month. This month, we're going to do this or these two months, we're going to do this or between now and Christmas, we're going to focus on this for morning time. And then after Christmas, we'll focus on this during the winter and then this on the spring. Okay. Isn't Candace just so sweet and so amazing? I love, and I've mentioned this before, love connecting with you homeschool moms. And I know that we would all be just really good friends. We should like make our own like homeschool community, like somewhere. Let's all move to one place. (laughs) You let me know the best place to move to. Um, But I'm just so glad that you're able to listen in on that. And I hope that it encourages and inspires you. It's just really neat when God calls a family, uh, a couple, and then their children to step into others' lives. And no matter what it is, we all have that calling. And when we homeschool, we get to include our children in that calling as well. So I would love if you would take some time and really think about where has God called you, what areas to step in, and what does that look like for your family as well? Now, if something like a one-on-one coaching session is something that would benefit you, if you're like, yeah, I would like to get some input and get some feedback on my homeschool from Lee, I can absolutely do that. Now, these coaching sessions I prefer to do with moms who have been homeschooling for at least a couple of years. To get into a coaching session with your brand new, I would encourage you to instead go check out one of my two courses. Now, the first one is Beginner's Guide to Homeschooling. That one would be for moms who have never homeschooled at all, and you are saying to yourself, I have a short amount of time, I have a small budget, and I just need the steps to do. I don't want to do all of the research and all of the searching and all the Googling on my own. You're going to head over to littlebylittlehomeschool.com for all the information on the Beginner's Guide to Homeschooling. Now, if you are, you could be brand new, never homeschooled at all, Maybe you've homeschooled a little bit, or I would say up to about five years, and you're looking either to get started or you really need some direction, some focus on your homeschool. You're going to want to head over and get into Clarify Your Homeschool, and that's at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. And these types of coaching sessions are included 
in your membership into Clarify Your Homeschool. So I can give you that hands-on, one-on-one kind of communication when it comes to your homeschool. So go ahead and check out either of those. If you have any questions at any time, you can go ahead and send me an email. We'd love to hear from you. But I hope that this has encouraged you again, and it has encouraged me and inspired me as well. Have a great day, friends. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.